Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Previously on Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. 212, of course, that's, that's uh, only happened three times, I think, in the history of <laughs> test matches. That's a terrible COVID immunity strategy, absolutely. I think Shane Warne has become the boy who cried, Australia need to drop Mitchell Stark. Question four, why does Mark Warsay, haven't seen much of him. In a week where Pat Cummins begins his captaincy career with a predictably perfect 100% win rate, this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Oh, ball him around his legs. He's out, ball around the back of his legs. This ball is swinging around. The point, Jeff, boycott made. Lose a wicket, then all of a sudden England could collapse. Out bowled behind the back of his front pad. What a blow. That was, of course, Tony Gregg and Jeffrey Boycott calling Stark's first ball dismissal of Rory Burns. Yes, we, we didn't get, quite get to hear from Jeffrey Boycott ah. there, but, but he, he was about to poppy, pop his voice in. We, we, we cut that off uh, for, for the purposes of time. If you want to hear that, though, you can go and find where some spectacular person has overlaid that commentary onto the actual dismissal in the first test. Yes, so the person in question is Jason Ford. He's at the Ford Factor on Twitter, so I, I strongly recommend uh, looking mm. that up at it fits uncannily well, uh, the <laughs> Tony Gregg, uh, Jeffrey Boycott commentary of Mitchell Stark dismissing Rory Burns. So uh, you are here with Catch Owens and Dan Lipke. Yep, that's right. And we are talking uh, about Pat Cummins and how well he started as a captain. Yeah, he did start pretty well. I mean, he mm. lost the toss, which I, I think was an early flaw, except that uh, Joe Root arguably made the wrong decision then and, and made it all come, come good for Pat as well. Yeah. Very nice of Joe to sort him out there. I feel like you should win the toss and then you should toss another coin to decide if you're going to bat or bowl. Like, yep. why not just toss the coin and, and whichever, if heads comes up, 
the home team bats. Yep. That's the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the other thing that Pat will need to learn as he goes on, I think, is that if you toss the coin and lose the toss, then when when they say, you, you, you never say, oh, we, we would have had a bat too. You always say, oh, no, we were going to bowl. Like, you don't, you don't give them the satisfaction of thinking right. they've got one over you. Psychological edges here. Yes. Anyway, um, we, we forgot to get a jingle for this new segment, which must be Pat Chat or something, <laughs> is it? Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. So, <laughs> the, what, what, any other imperfections uh, from Pat during the test? Well, he got a review wrong, didn't yeah. he? Yes, he did, yeah. Just the one review? I can't Just remember. one review. It made him very sad. We don't like seeing Pat sad, so the third umpire should probably take how sad that makes uh, Pat Cummins look into consideration before making their decisions. No, we don't take into account how sad Joe Root is. Oh, yeah, but that's all right. You can't uh, can't resist Pat's sad eyes. You've got to keep him happy. Get that, yeah. get that glorious smile up there for everybody to see. I guess so. I mean, as someone said, uh, I think it was uh, Ork Dipti on Twitter, Joe Root is a good-looking man, but he looks like a random pedestrian that superhero Pat Cummins would save from a car crash in a Marvel movie. Yeah, that sounds absolutely right. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Well, there's lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket and we only have time to cover the first Ashes Test. Yes. We'll begin, uh, even before the beginning, before the toss we've spoken about, we'll begin with uh, uh, Joe Root's decision or the England selectors' decision not to select Stuart Broad or James Anderson. Mm. So uh, Confident. I, I, yeah, it was very confident. I think the tactic uh, was that they, they wouldn't select those two, then Joe Root would win the toss, which mm-hmm. he did, and then have a bat and then they'd bat for five days uh, with the assistance of rain and then head off mm-hmm. to Adelaide with the, with the score nil all. So, and with no one having bowled a ball. Yep, yep. Everyone fresh, mm-hmm. uh, especially their two senior bowlers. It was yeah. a perfect plan right up until that very first ball. Yeah, that's, it was all going to plan right to the point where Stark got to the top of his mark, yes. right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, poor old uh, Rory Burns there stepping across and being bowled first ball. So yeah. A little, little bit comical. Anything, did, did England do anything right <laughs> on the first day, Kat? <laughs> well, I think I commented that they finished their innings right on the stroke of tea. So that was good timing, mm. like really good timing. So then the most confident thing they did all day. Definitely. Uh, I, I, especially when uh, the rain came in during the tea break, mm. uh, which meant that Australia didn't even have to go out and bat under the, the slightly bowler-friendly conditions. They yep. said, no, we'll wait for, till the next morning till it's bright and sunny. Um, which they did. Yeah, and they then, came uh, out and batted on day two and then England just continued having a pretty bad time of it. <laughs> yeah, so Ben Stokes bowled David Warner with a no ball and we will get back to the technology of no balls a little bit later. Well, we we will talk a little bit about the technology later, mm. but there was some good tech, new technology too, wasn't there, for this yeah. test? Yes, there was. There was uh, there were new graphics which uh, was showing uh, the speed and angle off the bat so they, they'd like pause it at the moment of impact and mm. then they'd uh, highlight these graphics which said, you know, 96.1 kilometres per hour for a shot off Josh Butler's bat, which sounds wow. very impressive. Mm. And, and then you kind of think, well, what if you're feeling like 96.1 kilometres away? Mm. You'd have to wait like an hour for the ball to get to you, which is which would be very boring, just st- sitting there waiting for Josh Butler's shot to get to you. And he's supposed to be one of the more exciting cricketers <laughs> in the team. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, boring. Very but boring. Very COVID safe on the, <laughs> very on the outside. COVID safe. And also, you'd have a lot of time to sign autographs. Yep. So I think there's a lot in this strategy mm. of yep. having everyone fielding. And England would do a lot better yeah, if uh, the yeah. Australians were 100 kilometres from the bat, <laughs> yes. wouldn't they? Yep. They'd run more runs for starters. Yeah, I like the idea of the Gabba like encompassing most of the Gold Coast as well. Just like <laughs> so, there'd be a theme park. So like, if you yes. got, got bored in a you know, mid off or something, you just go over to SeaWorld or something That's and fabulous. watch some of the shows so yeah yeah, Cow Corner is, is the entirety of SeaWorld. Yep. Oh, yep. That'd be, I think we can really workshop this. Yes. Mm. So Ben Stokes bowled David Warner with a no ball. Uh, and th- this was apparently Warner's fifth wicket 
uh, reprieve in his career for no balls. So the fifth time that he's been dismissed off a, something that turned out to be a no ball and he got mm. to hang around. So I, I guess I guess what can we deduce from this? Can we just deduce that uh, Warner's got this very magnetic personality that draws the bowlers ever closer to them? They want to be mm. close to him. Yeah. Uh, he was also dropped by Rory Burns, uh, who wasn't having the greatest tests on the on the first couple of days. Yep. And a run out missed. <laughs> and a run out so, missed by yeah. Hasib Amid. Mm. And uh, d- despite all these chances that uh, kept him alive, when he was finally dismissed for 96 Warren uh, on commentary Shane Warren still uh, d- declared that he deserved 100 which uh, I'm not sure I'm quite, I'm quite sure he did uh, Shane maybe he deserved a 24 based on uh, the number of times he was almost dismissed do you think I mean most of these commentators are pretty narcissistic do you think maybe what Warren meant was that I deserve to call the 100 yeah that's probably exciting. yeah I think I'd feel it. I'd argue that England deserved the wicket, mm. right? After all of yes. those chances. Yep. Anyway, but and by the way, everyone is very sick of worn on commentary mm. uh, from watching the test. So, do we really have to bring him into our podcast? <laughs> Probably not. No. I mean, that's, a word, that's one warning. For one you. warning. One for warning. Me. Yep. <laughs> one warning. Yes, I've been yellow warned. Card. We yes. haven't had a yellow card out since we had Dennis. Maybe he took them with him. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. But uh, speaking of uh, being horrified by the commentary, the England fans uh, weren't very pleased with. Uh, Pretty much anything to do with the broadcast. I mean, it's mm. understandable that they didn't like the commentators. I mean, mm. we don't like them much either. Yeah. But uh, they, uh, every everything else also seemed to upset them. So any, anything that wasn't identical to how Sky Sports does it, they uh, they were just like, "What's going on here? Mm. Like, why why are they scoring backwards? You know, yes. yeah, come on, guys, that's pretty easy to work out." Mm. And also, then they some some also got upset because they had an interview with uh, Joe Root during a drinks break. It's just, "What's going on here? How dare you chat to Joe <laughs> via a robot?" Well, I mean, if you have to. Stay up that late to watch. You're going to be a bit cranky, aren't you? <laughs> You're so. staying up all night to watch it. I mean, but still, all the, all those complaints are really first world problems. Yeah, first, first test problems. First test problems. Yeah, yes. First test problems. Yes. Uh, the other first test problem that England had was uh, Travis Head, mm-hmm. uh, who managed to score a century in a session. Pretty much just as England staged a little bit of a fight back, they mm. got, got a few quick wickets, and then Travis Head uh, just. Went berserk. He scored, yeah. uh, you know, uh, eighty ball century and kept uh, kept yeah, going the next morning. Rates. Yeah, went on to score one hundred and fifty. But by the time the innings was over, uh, and England couldn't really stop him. They, mm. they they tried beaming him at one stage. Uh, I think it was Mark Wood unleashed a ball that went straight at him, and he managed <laughs> to deflect it away with his hand. And everyone had a good laugh about the fact he'd almost been decapitated. Oh, wow! I think the highlight of Travis Head innings for me was the next morning when uh, Justin Langer came out and he was talking uh, about. <laughs> Travis Head and how he's returned to the test side, mm. you know, and he, he said, one thing I know about Australian cricket is that everybody gets dropped, which is probably yeah. a reasonable statement until you realise that Justin Langer was talking to Adam Gilchrist, who yeah. was never dropped. Famously uh, never. No, never played 96 tests in a row, did Adam Gilchrist, so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watch every Justin Langer interview with my mouth open, like just, <laughs> what's he going to say next? That was your mini jail time. Yes. Uh, Segment there too, by the way. Yep. Then England more or less bounced back on the mm. third day. They uh, Once they finally got a chance to bat again, they, there was a very sensible partnership between uh, Joe Root and David Milan. Yeah. Uh, that pretty much got them within 80 runs of Australia with only two wickets down going uh, into the fourth day. They were both 80-odd. Yeah, and the draw uh, was on. It was, yeah, well, <laughs> maybe even a win. It was, <laughs> it was very exciting. Everyone thought, oh, here we go, game on. And wh- no, it wasn't wasn't game no, on at all. game off. For first, first thing the next morning, they collapsed. Nathan Lyon got his 400th wicket. Cameron Green got his second. Uh, and it was pretty much done by lunchtime. Yeah, Nathan Lyon broke the seal however long yes. we, we, we heard him droning on. We heard at least 400 times how many <laughs> wickets he was on. Yep. Well, uh, he's uh, only 97 away from 500 now. So we can set, set our sights on that. That'll be a fun milestone. 
<laughs> Let's work through it. I, my favourite post on the social media was by disappointed England fans. Mm. Was was some bizarre person who said, "I blame the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> And it was retweeted multiple times. Yep. It's like, yep, a lot of people, yep. a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. So the hundred, the hundred's first season was this year, right? <laughs> yeah, and I that, blame the hundred. Yeah, and this this is the the first time that England have ever performed poorly at the Gabba. Yes. So uh, yeah, definitely the hundred. Definitely fault. has to be it. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. Well, it's not just the Ashes that is underway. The 2021-22 Ashes screenplay <laughs> has also recommenced, well, commenced for this season. So already we've had uh, Dan writing the screenplay mm-hmm. for the first five days of this... Uh, four days. Four days, sorry, four <laughs> days of the... Uh, the first four days of this test. And we've had Pat Cummins giving PowerPoint presentations, mm. correct, on uh, the yeah. sheep industry? Or sheep industry, the Australian coat of arms, yeah. what, whatever he thinks the team might be interested in. Exactly. Uh, what else? Joe Root struggling to get his team to form a, a, a sensible huddle. Yeah, they, they queued up for a bit and formed some human pyramids and yeah. str- struggled to get the huddle going. Mm. We also had uh, Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson. They, they were having a, a, a lovely tourist holiday of Brisbane, some, some snorkelling and some mm. balloon flights and some shopping expeditions. Yep. Sounds very nice. And we had Justin Langer turning evil. Yes, yes, mm. and just just being generally, uh, well, Justin Langer-like, I guess. Yes. So there will be more uh, to come in the screenplay as the series moves on, so you can get uh, access to that and access to bonus scenes by spending a mere $3 over at patreon.com slash leadcricket. And uh, I recommend that you do that. And you definitely need to, because as good as the Ashes screenplay is, the deleted scenes are even better. So suffer bad if you haven't paid up. I was approached by a man who I later later discovered to be a bookmaker from India. I was fined $10,000 and paid my fine immediately. I realised and accept fully that my actions were naive and stupid. I realised that I was very naive and stupid and stupid and stupid. Is that my second warning playing that jingle? I think so. That is great. I particularly like that, you know, I paid up immediately. This was a key factor there. Yeah. Yeah, so th- that, this is uh, Cat's Gambling Corner, of course, because uh, with, a, with a new series started, uh, we've got some new bets on. What, what kind of bets have you put on this time? Well, I was I was really – I often bet on the tie because mm. that's always fun to put yep. $1 on a tie at about 600 to yep. 1. However, this time I thought I would bet on not just a tie for the first match, but I've also bet on a tied series nil-nil. <laughs> And uh, so, so that's dead already. I didn't lose a lot of money on that one. I put on ten bet. In the end, I put on ten bets. <laughs> yep. So I managed. Are these are all series bets? They're all series bets. They're yep. all effectively the same bet. Only one of them can come off. They're, I'm betting on the same thing ten mm-hmm. times. Yep. I'm betting on the result of the series. And so my favourite one was the nil nil, which is <laughs> we've it's ruled dead. out yep. bloody Australia. Yeah. I was hoping that we might get some. Oh, we might some, get La, La Nina. Yeah, and and just a, you know a whole bunch of draws. Five yep. draws would yep. be great, but and or, not or washouts. Four, four Draws and a tie. Oh, yeah, okay, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't. I mean, I don't want any washouts. Mm. So this is all based on the fact that if none of these bets come off, it'll be great. It'll mean there's a lot of results because I've put yep. a bet on there being uh, everything up to three results. Mm-hmm. Uh, so three nil, two nil, one nil in all yep. directions. Uh, also, you know, a one, a one all for the series mm-hmm. uh, would two be all. great. No, oh, no, two all, no. two alls. Yeah, that's that's more than three results. So two alls a bonus because yes. that means we've had a lot of results. So yes. I'm I'm actually hoping that we get more results than three. Yep. But if we only get three results of then any you, then you've any won. variety, then I've won. I've only put forty Australian dollars on in total. <laughs> I can only lose forty Australian dollars. Yep. 
And uh, and at the moment there's still I think I've lost four of the bets so far mm-hmm. because I've lost England three nil two nil one nil and also yep. nil all. So I think I'm down four dollars, Dan. Oh no, that's very yeah. very very dreadful. So six bets are still live. Only one bet can win. And uh, uh, what about you? Have you got a bet on? I do. I do have bets on. I, I didn't put them on because I, I tend not to gamble. But my my brothers uh, generally get me bets for my birthday each year. And despite the fact my birthday was like six months ago, uh, they they finally decreed that they were going to give me one. <laughs> uh, and this time it, I, I had three different bets that they mm-hmm. gave, gave gifted me. So I've got the Australia five nil white wash which is still alive mm-hmm. had the england five nil whitewash which is sadly dead yeah and, uh, and i've got the uh the pretty boring option of steve smith and pat cummins being the top run scorer and top wicket taker respectively i kind of wish that was flipped i wish uh, pat <laughs> cummins was the top run scorer and steve smith was the top wicket taker but that'd be better odds uh, much better odds yes mm. gamble responsibly everybody Camp all camp throw coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is gonna join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moller reward. So here we are in the Muller Award, our award for an any underappreciated act in the world of cricket. Anything silly and stupid and uh, and similar to Joe the Cameraman. Yes, so we've got plenty of options this week. Uh, Do we actually have Joe the Cameraman nominated? I, well, perhaps. I'm not, <laughs> not quite sure if he was uh, manning the cameras that all disappeared uh, during mm. the Gabba, but we, we had a lot of technical issues during the, the broadcast of the first test. We had early on, we had the absence of Snicko and uh, the third umpire calling of no balls they they were ruled out uh you know presumably because queensland has gone backwards in technology over the 18 months they've been you know isolated from the rest of the country they've yeah. forgotten how to do those things so yeah. they were ruled out and th- and then at some point uh at some point, the the power just went out on the on the fourth day. They they, they said, completely lost electricity, lost visuals on every single channel. Yep, so we were channel surfing, trying to find low definition, standard yep. definition. Yeah, pe- people were you know setting up live streams, and they uh, we were trying to follow along via that. It was mm. it was all very chaotic for about for about twenty five minutes. And, and chaotic for the poor commentators who yes. are not not actually at the ground. They're yep. all all the official commentators are just commentating off the tally like yes. we do. Yes, so sen- sensible people uh, tuned immediately into. A- you know ABC Radio, who were at the ground, and they, they were able to call it live because they were there watching mm. it. So you were able to follow along via radio. But yeah, there, there was no visuals, uh, which was a problem for uh, for Australia. I mean, because uh, I think uh, Australia are contractually obligated not to take a wicket unless the <laughs> the footage can can capture it. So for about twenty five minutes, they just had to let. Uh, I think it was uh, Joss Butler and Ben Stokes. Uh, stayed a little bit of a, a fight back as they tried to make Australia bat again. Yeah, and and of course uh, we had it stretching on to I don't know half an hour or so, and yep. pe- people started to point out that if if we'd been in Kerry Packer's era, <laughs> yes. he would have been the whole team would have been sacked by yep. that point. Yeah, w- we would have come back on, and there would have been a completely <laughs> different commentary team to to call the <laughs> remainder of the test. Yep, yes. that's fantastic. But luckily, um, they put they put out day four out to tender, and luckily yep. uh, Hobart won the tender and was standing by to complete the day's broadcast if required. Yes. And, and the Wool and Gabba Secondary College was standing by too, I believe. Yep. Uh, the uh, concrete track would have been fun. Yes. <laughs> for, for the but, yes. But in the, in the end, I think, I think it was Pat who just went outside and rebooted oh, yeah. everything himself, turned the Gabba off and back on again and, yep. uh, and play was allowed to resume and so Australia were allowed to take take wickets again. That, that was the story of technology in Brisbane and uh, it did make me wonder how, how courageous would you have to be after the efforts of this test to get on a plane <laughs> in Brisbane and fly out of there? 
could, anything could happen to yep, her. Yep, that's definitely brave. So it's going to be hard to beat this for the Muller this week, isn't it? That's, uh, a, that's a very strong contender because it, it operated throughout the entire test. It was fabulous. I mean, the Ben Stokes no ball, everybody got upset because uh, Ben Stokes wasn't told that you mm. know, he'd bowled three no balls before he finally bowled David Warner on his fourth one. Yeah. And so uh, it was all very unfair to England. Ne- never mind the fact that Australia missed out on about 40 runs via no balls that weren't called. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Uh, they wouldn't have, it would have been an innings win if they called all the no balls, I believe. Yeah. Yes. So we've had a uh, an alternate, almost opposite nomination mm. here, and that is for something that's far more far more basic, and that is we have three streakers running through <laughs> yes. the uh, the Brisbane ground, and we didn't need to see them on, on on the screen. They don't show them these days. So we had people trying to suggest that maybe you could record your streakers on Streaks Guru or mm. Skin Viz. So people, the people of Brisbane, have just forgotten that you're not allowed onto the ground, right? I think so. I, mm. I, th- I think they were trying to, you know, uh, take guidance from the the former Australian Test captain and do live action dick pics oh, uh, yes. just by running on uh, naked. Excellent. I'm not sure they were all, any of them were actually naked. Uh, I, I think I think the streakers have, have missed the memo in regards to the actual basis of uh, streaking. That's the advantage of not having it showing up on the TV screen, yeah. though. So people don't don't get the idea that you're supposed to take your clothes off. Mm. But we'd prefer that they didn't take yes. their clothes off, by the way. And uh, mm. and and it was just in the olden days that they used to do that. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, what else have we got, Muller wise? We've got uh, well, we've got one that we saw in person because uh, we went off to the Renegades match. Who are they playing? The Strikers, I think, yeah. over at Marvel Stadium. And uh, we were positioned not too far away from mm. uh, a catch that went viral. Uh, Jake Fraser McGurk's um, incredible leap yeah. from, a, from a standing start on the boundary edge where he plucked the ball out of the sky. He was incredible, wasn't he? And, uh, and what, what was your favourite part about this catch, Kat? Oh, <laughs> my favourite bit was the sort of textbook superhero landing pose yes. that, he, that he managed to, to fall into, like Black Widow or someone. Yep. Uh, so it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, and we did have super heroes at the ground we too. did we yeah. did indeed so he was probably inspired by the fact that before the match uh some dude was dressed up in a spider-man outfit to promote the new spider-man movie and you know almost plummeted to his death for our <laughs> entertainment but uh yeah so he's, he did survive in the end uh survived long enough to do a little halftime skit which uh yeah if you saw the skit uh you don't have to go see the new spider-man movie <laughs> Other, otherwise uh you can go see spider-man no way home in cinemas from december the 16th there you go not not even sponsoring not our, even sponsoring uh, our podcast yes. so yeah it was we should have had Spider-Man instead of Spider-Cam. That, that mm. was a missed opportunity that we could have had Spider-Man up there just with a little Polaroid. Yep, coming down and talking to Joe Root and getting all the England fans cross. Maybe they could improve the technology at Brisbane by having a Spider-Man <laughs> with a camera. Yes. Well, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man uh, technically is a photographer. He's a... Oh, right. Peter Parker's a See, photographer. See, it all checks he, out. Yeah. Checks out perfectly. Yes. Uh, what else have we got here? We've got Joe Root. He was chucking his gloves around apparently. I, I just saw this uh, posted video. So he was he was having a net session, was he? Yeah, he was having a net session and there was some England fan there who was uh, admiring his efforts. So Joe Root tried to chuck a pair of his gloves to her and somehow they got caught in a tree, which was probably, <laughs> which may have been uh, symbolic of so what, what was about what to happen. So what happened? Did he, did he top edge them? Like how did he, how, how did they go up so high? I'm not sure. 
<laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so he, yeah, they, they got caught in the tree and Joe kind of just shrugged and walked away shaking his head and uh, they did manage to get them down. So. If, that was, if that was Pat Cummins, he would have climbed the tree. Yeah, or, or you, know, uh, you know, used his heat vision to burn the branch off and just have mm. them fall to the ground or something. Yes. Yeah, there was just, I think they only got the retrieval of the gloves because some other bystander almost got their backpack caught in the tree trying to knock it down. <laughs> What's up very high? Yeah, it was very strange. Also very strange is uh, the Foxtel graphics department who uh, managed to to spell Marnus Were Labuschagne. Were they based in Brisbane? They're almost <laughs> certainly, yes, because uh, they spelled Marnus Labuschagne wrong when he came out to bat. Well, it's hard to spell. <laughs> it is hard to spell, but um, he's he's been an Australian cricketer for quite a while now. Mm. You, uh, you should, should, should have worked it out by now, especially if you're... Uh, Broadcasting them, so uh, well, you, should, you just need to know how to use copy paste, surely. Yeah, yeah. So Phil Makepeace on Twitter said, "If you thought the Aussie commentary was shit house, they can't even spell their own players' names." <laughs> Great point. <laughs> yes. Great point. And we had some other England fans. Uh, the Barmy Army were trying to trick uh, people into signing things, which I think is a standard trick of the Barmy Army. Yes, yes. And they weren't great spellers either. <laughs> so they, they managed to uh, get Josh Hazelwood, uh, uh, who was fielding on the boundary, presumably. They they printed out so some grown man or grown woman, perhaps, took the time to print out a giant picture of Josh Hazelwood and uh, a piece of text underneath it, which Josh didn't have time to read. So he just signed it, little realising that he'd fallen into the Barmy Army's cunning <laughs> trap. <laughs> because the text read, and I'm going to quote this, uh, verbatim. I, Joshua, Joshy Hazelwood, mm. and the, the Hazelwood this time is spelt correctly, do solemnly sear that I knew it was sandpaper. Josh Hazelwood spelt incorrectly. <laughs> and then uh, he signed underneath that. So I'm, I'm a little bit concerned this may not be legally binding. Well, this, that's a shame. Uh, this confession. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Uh, what else have we got here? So we've also got uh, another one of the, the Big Bash mm. games. I think this was the Stars game, yep. Stars Thunder. Yep. So it was a lengthy explanation about COVID protocols mm. for uh, Andre Russell who just arrived in the country or just uh, yeah, landed. Yeah, so he, d- he didn't have to quarantine. He just had no. to, to stay away from everybody. That's right. He had to say he had a limit of two metres or something mm. like that and while they're chatting about it, he appears in the background <laughs> of the shot, fist-pumping fist some dude. Yeah, it was very... <laughs> Funny. It was really great. Now you ha- you actually broke this story, I believe. Yes, <laughs> well, you I, took a photo I just saw it. it. I just saw it fist bump, so I t- took a photo and uh, tweeted it. I'm surprised it out. that the Channel Seven Channel Nine sports segment didn't lead with that. <laughs> That's the sort of story that they would lead with, I'm sure. Yes. Anyway, and we do have one one more uh, uh, example of things in the background. Yes, got, got a, an interview with Matthew Wade, who was chatting with some Foxtel people, and he was uh, he was on Zoom. Uh, and if you were Matt Wade, Matty Wade's stylist, what, what would you put behind him on his Zoom call? I'm not <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what I put behind him, but I can tell you what was behind him. <laughs> well, I would I would put a brick wall behind him. Yes, and it looked very much like a brick wall that he'd only just finished laying himself. It was like looks brand speaking new. He just shiny. pulled out the brick and the mortar and mm. just put it up and positioned it behind him so he could have this interview in front of a brick wall. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, kind of amusing just to see this blank wall beside That's behind, right. uh, Matthew Wade. Careful placement of your best bookcase yeah. behind you in the Zoom call. Yeah, fantastic. All right, so what have we got here? We've got dozens of Muller possibilities. I can't even remember. Well, let's give it to the first one, will yep. we? Will we give it's it to the, be Brisbane, the first one. Uh, it's got to be the technology failure that uh, made... Uh, the entire electricity supply of Brisbane wins the... <laughs> Wins the muller this week. So congratulations to uh, Brisbane's Electricity. And I think that's going to wrap us up for, for this week. So you've been listening to Dan Lipke. I'm at Leave Cricket on Twitter. And I'm Kat Jones at Cricket Back Cat. 
Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter at Can't Bowl Throw, or you can like us on Facebook just by searching for Can't Bowl Can't Throw, or you can go to our website, which uh, doesn't really have much up there other than links to you know previous seasons of this podcast. But you and can everything go... we advertise, hopefully. Yes, uh, <laughs> it has links uh, to everything. Uh, so go to can'tbowlcan'tthrow.com for that, and we will see you all next week. There was a lengthy explanation uh, about the COVID protocols and, and Andre Russell, who was another superhero, enters the podcast. That's Batman. Can you stop doing that, Batman? Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.